Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Eating Crow with Pete Durand. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Eating Crow podcast. I am joined by Rachel Glissold. Rachel, welcome to the show. <laughs> good morning, good day, hello. <laughs> and it is a good day for Rachel because it's 7.30 in the morning in Australia. It is. <laughs> it's a little bit later in the day here in North America. Well, thank you for joining the the show. I'm I'm excited to have you on because when we met on LinkedIn, your presence was just, first of all, your content's great. And then when I met you and we, we spoke, I'm like, this this person has to be in my show. Aww. She's just got a lot going on. <laughs> so I think your mission's great. I think your background's very intriguing. And what I'd like to do is kind of start, share share with us, what was your childhood like? What Because we're going to get into why this is important. So when you grew up, what made you so into helping people be better versions of themselves? Was there an example or a person that inspired you to this? Or how did that start? I was always highly, highly intuitive as a child and okay. I probably sensed a little bit too much for that age. And, you know, I just have this innate ability to read energies and see beyond the BS that adults can tell you. So, yeah, I guess I just, I knew certain things and I guess that was, you know, that that's my superpower to really tune into to energies and frequencies and sense sense things that aren't being and there are people that's there are people that say they can do this but is it a feeling or is it how, when it when you sense someone's energy or their vibe mm -hmm. what happens do you tend to feel the same thing yeah i feel it in my body it's almost okay. like i become them so if somebody's got like, mm. pain in their back or neck or sore stomach or sore eye it's like a, it's i i feel it so I guess sometimes the line can get blurry as if that's me or somebody else. Yeah. So kind of learning to still navigate that one, to be honest. And you went down a conventional path working for Deloitte and some other larger companies to begin with. I did, yes. But you, you've had this always in the back of your mind. Now this is your full-time role. You help people with this talent. So is can you do it over a Zoom call? Could you tell how I was feeling right now? Or is it something you got to do in person? Oh, uh, no, I can do it. I don't even have to be on Zoom. I could, um, you know, you could be where you are. I could be where I am and tune in, tap in and like feel the energy and the frequency. So yeah, I can really uh, in the same room on the Zoom, opposite sides of the globe. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> it is very cool. And you identify that you're trying to find unconventional leaders yes. to help. Correct. So. Obviously, what you're doing, people might consider to be unconventional. Mm -hmm. Why would you need an unconventional leader? Why does that resonate with you? I guess because I'm a little bit unconventional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. For me, I don't. I I love to listen to the feeling. I love to let the feeling guide me. And some people might say that's reckless if they're looking from the outside in. You know, I traveled mm -hmm. the world for ten years, and that was my training grounds to trusting wholeheartedly my feeling and when I did that magic happened you know I went on helicopter flights and sailboats around Hawaii and stayed for free in mansions around the world and you know got into VIP areas and <laughs> all went okay so now we need to we need to figure out how did that happen just being bold and ballsy and trusting my feeling like when I was 
Kauai um, in Hawaii is an island. I went into full surrender mode and just trusted. I jumped on a flight from Waikiki to Kauai. I just had my backpack and okay. I, was like, I booked a flight. I got to the airport, booked a flight. My whole body was shaking. I get to Kauai, I land, I miss the bus. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, crap, I'm just going to go back to Waikiki. And I was like, no, no, no. I ended up hitchhiking with some family to the hostel slept on a mattress on a balcony in a hostel and I'm like, right, checked out that morning and then I was just like, I'm just going to see where the universe takes me. <laughs> okay. And it was magical, you know, helicopter flights, hitchhiking around the island and yeah. So again, like hearing that story might sound crazy, five foot ten blonde woman hitchhiking around an island, but my intuition felt it was safe. So through my experiences of travels, of doing it unconventionally, that's mm-hmm. how I can help me to trust myself even more and my instincts and my intuition because, you know, obviously I don't want to get hurt or killed or anything. So, yeah, that helped me hone in on that ballsy, bold kind of action, which is what I want to help leaders do. <laughs> so, obviously, there are a lot of people that, wish they would take that chance and go travel the world and backpack and stay in hostels. And, and you did it, right? So you, you lived 10 years on your own, yeah. finding places to live, mm-hmm. finding places to generate income to continue to do the journey. Yeah. At what point after 10 years did you say, this chapter of my life is closed, I want to move to the next chapter? How was that? How did you process that? I had no choice. <laughs> the universe kind of Tripped itself and shut itself down because <laughs> I was literally traveling right up, right up into the point where I couldn't, where, uh, you know, the whole pandemic thing happened. <laughs> the universe is like, did you make it home? I did. did you make it back to Australia? Literally, you did. I literally booked a trip for two weeks, which never happens. I'm gone for at least a month, two months, three months. I okay. land back in Australia the day you had to self-isolate. And that was not planned. That was that was literally my plane landing. So it's just like, yeah, my, again, my intuition knew. Somebody was somebody was looking out for you. That's great. And you had, like you said, your instincts told you. So you're back in in Australia. You realize that you've got all this experience you want to share with others. Mm-hmm. First of all, and we've talked about this. How do people find you? What's the best? I mean, how how would would someone search for? holistic coaches or what's what what would someone search for to find you or do you find them i find they find me organically i work with people that are ready and we get massive huge transformation like in three months they're a completely different human their world is shining they've attracted you know i've had clients have babies and what do you call it promotions and heal their back pain Mm -hmm. pain diseases in their body and just going from depression, anxiety to transforming their lives and organizing retreats in Costa Rica. And, you know, so it's like, I don't work with just anybody. So I generally find they just find me somehow. Either okay. be it on the street, on a park bench, or Yelp, or LinkedIn, or Facebook, or word of mouth. So it's just... Yeah, I was going to say referrals have to be big, right? Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, because people, when you work with me, you can obviously, like working with anyone, it's one thing to describe the experience. It's another thing to to go through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and working with me is not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> so what would be... Well, I'm sure they're all different. But what would be a typical client? What would be the first thing they would say to you? Rachel, I need help with 
X or do they even know? I find my clients have a very high level of awareness. So they are aware that there's a problem and they want help and they can't do it alone. So I guess generally it's like they're operating from a high level of anxiety or struggling with depression and also kind of like childhood trauma as well. I find if that's well, when that's sitting there unresolved, it affects us. It influences our life and our decisions inadvertently, right? Mm-hmm. So I find those, and also communication, struggling with to articulate themselves clearly and, you know, place clear boundaries. So I find, yeah, that those are the kind of the common threads and guilt and shame as well, as I'm digging deeper. <laughs> Deep. Deep. Now, when they when they explain this to you, because of your your natural instincts, are you almost like, yeah, I know, or can you tell before they even start talking, or are there things they have to tell you for this to come out? It's a combination of both. You know, some of because I work very intuitive my, intuitively with my clients. I've got my mm-hmm. you know tools and tricks and tips and stuff that I do, but generally I'll kind of tune in before our call and just feel mm-hmm. into where they need to go and it's uncanny the last few times I've done that it's been spot on they'll say the exact same words that I've written down I'm like whoa okay clearly that's interesting meant to go today you know so yeah it's highly based upon them and their needs and some clients will do like three back-to-back sessions and they're just like ready to go and other clients okay we need to work very delicately because they're just very sensitive with what's happened. So we just go at a snail's pace, but the growth still happens. You know, it's just like how quickly or how slowly they're ready to kind of go through it. You know, what would be the most common thing you mentioned, you know, guilt, which I hadn't thought of. That's a very interesting thing that could be very trapping for people. Mm. What's the first thing you try to get to, to help them figure everything out? Where's the first place you go? To regulate their nervous system. Because if mm. their nervous system isn't regulated, we can't do the work. So it really okay. helps support them to come back into their body and like address those things that are in the way. And when we've got like a grounded, solid foundation, that's when we can really do that deep inner work. Yeah. Because without that regulated nervous system, it's it's like imagine going to battle with your demons and you're right, really unstable. Like it just, my intuition says it just, it just doesn't work, but that's how I work. You know, somebody else might work another way. When you're talking about nervous system, help, help our listeners understand what would be, what would be an issue with their nervous system that you'd want to address? Like, for example, some clients, when I initially speak to them, I'll be like, okay, hey, like, what's your name? And they'll like be like, (laughs) you know, they, can barely answer a question and it's just like they're it's almost like you're in fight or flight response where everything is overwhelming does that make sense it does it does so calming their nerves is one thing you would initially focus on correct and then because you talk i know holistic is a big part of your background mm-hmm. how much is breathing nutrition and nutrition or, and exercise how do you focus on those three areas for someone to be honest, it's not really a focus, which is actually a huge piece of the puzzle, which has just dropped in. Thank you. I should really be bringing that piece in because I know from my own experience how important it is. Like, you know, I lost 13, 13 kilos and did all the things to get healthy. 
over the last three years. So I should really be bringing that piece in. Oops. Well, good. See, it's a, it's a two-way podcast. We're here to help. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, my main focus has been that element. And I think that just naturally happens. But yeah, I should. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. So when, when a leader says, okay, you, you've said, all right, let's focus on your nervous system. Let's get you calm. Is part of that exercise to help them to be more aware of what's causing stress and causing them to be uptight? So they've, in other words, they've got to calm themselves to listen. Is that part of the process? Totally. Yes. And it's interesting because we all have our own unique ways of regulating the nervous system and calming ourselves down. And, you know, I can give them a list of things to do, but that might might not be right for them. You know, like for Mm -hmm. example, me, I love to do the cold shower thing, but you know, I'm a bit too sensitive recently, so I'm not doing them. So I listen. So what I really help them to do is to listen to their body and do Mm -hmm. what they need rather than me telling them, oh, do this, 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 you know, so I really help and support them. And another big piece of the puzzle is to listen to your gut, listen to your instincts. It's funny, as I look down to see a book called Heal Your Gut, Mm -hmm. to listen to what their nervous system needs, because that changes in, in every moment, right? Like what you sure. need today is what you might not need tomorrow. How long is your typical working relationship with a client or does it vary? It varies. Um, mm-hmm. Typically we need three months to get them like completely transformed and their life completely different. And then it depends if they want like further ongoing support to keep up leveling, you know? And so for example, one of my clients have been working with her like a year and a half now. So Obviously, I would. I, I love working with my clients, but the end goal is for them to not need me and to, you know, turn to mm-hmm. themselves. They're they're in a guru rather than looking externally. You talk a lot about trust, both yourself and then trusting people around you. Yes. And then, interesting one of your one of your points in your profile is attract healthy connections. Yeah. Personally, and professionally. Yes. So first, trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of your clients have to rethink their social circles, both at work and in their friend circles? Like maybe some of these people are contributing to their issues? Totally. Yeah. Because if you're in a toxic environment, it affects us, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many of of your clients change their profession or leave their job? One of them has. And it's interesting. I can really sense she's going to be in a wild, like, She's a powerhouse woman that's going to create some wild impact in the world. So I can't wait okay. to witness that unfold. Another client a couple of years ago, she got two promotions, not one, but two. Yeah, it, it's just beautiful. Like the whatever they're ready for, they step into and then some. Okay. So Your sessions are almost like part counseling, part psychology, part coaching, part holistic body, mind, soul? I mean, do you charge by the hour? Do you charge by the month? Do you charge by the person? How do you how do you charge someone? I generally don't like doing one-off sessions just because, I mean, I okay. hate this analogy, but I'm going to use it. It's like going to the gym and going once and expecting us. Yeah, I get it. You know, like... It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. You might feel good in the moment, but that will kind of dissipate quite quickly. So I find, you know, I like to start with three months and then okay. go from there because each person's journey is different, right? And then obviously working with leaders is a lot different as well because they need me more. They need me, you know, longer term, year, year and a half, two years. 
it's very user-based as in like okay. whoever needs me, needs me. And when the journey is over, the journey is over, right? So, Where are your clients? Are they mostly in Australia or are they all over the globe? Right now, they're all in America, um, which is interesting. interesting. So, um, okay, yeah, but yeah, I do work with people all over the world. So, you mentioned in the beginning that it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> so, are many of your clients resistant in the first few sessions? Are they not opening up? Or no, no, far from it. No, I don't. I, okay, I don't work. I don't attract people like that. I think in all of my years, I've attracted one, one and a half people that were closed off. Everybody else, like that's why I say it's not for the faint-hearted. Like you need to be ready, otherwise this does not work. And I don't attract people that aren't ready. And it depends, you know. Like I said before, they they're either ready for like super quick, let's go, or like just kind of slow and steady. What's your favorite part about your job? I just heard the word everything. I love. Working with my people, I love holding that strong space for them to just fully surrender and probably, I'm getting a bit emotional, probably share with me like they've never shared with anybody in their life Mm. before. You know, those deep, dark parts you're scared to express and say for fear of judgment. I'm like, you can tell me anything and I will not fucking judge. Oh, sorry, just well, I will not judge you, you know, and it's just like, tell me everything. And, you know, it's like a space where they're able to be fully felt, seen and heard for the first time ever, I'm going to guess. And I love, it's like watching a flower bloom and blossom, like this baby plant grow and I'm helping them water and nurture it. And I just watch this baby plant grow and form in front of my eyes. And it's just, I see all of it and it's just magnificent to, to witness and the privilege to like facilitate and support that for them. Just it's a heart wrencher for me. Like I just, it's a blessing to, to do that for someone or support someone in that. Are you able to separate when you, like you said, you can kind of take on their pains and their emotions and their feelings and their vibes. Are you able to turn that off later? Can you shut that out and and return to yourself? How does that work? Yes, that's a necessity. Otherwise, I'm still kind of connected to them, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Like when I'm working with them, I hold the container. So I'll tune in and send them intuitive messages or create, you know. So even though we're not kind of talking, I'm still holding you know, this quantum kind of field for them within their experience. So I'm connected, but I'm disconnected at the same time, if that makes sense. Okay. It does. I understand. If you could do any other job, what would it be? Ooh, that question got me. I'm just hearing this. Like I I love doing this. I love basically just following the thread of life and joy. And I basically just do what I feel is true for me, you know? Okay. Yeah. When you took off in your 10-year journey mm-hmm. and came back, did your family think you were different or the same? When I came back? Yeah, when you came back. Oh, my gosh, completely different. <laughs> really? How were you different? Oh, my gosh. I was so painfully shy. So painfully shy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't recognize really? me. Yeah, completely different. I was this scared little girl of like rocking the boat and you know stuck in this little 
conditioned box of society. And I knew I didn't know. That's why I wanted to go traveling. And I knew travel would wake me up. It does. Yeah. Like I, you know, <laughs> when I was younger, I used to wait and, you know, when I used to go out like dancing and stuff, I used to wait in queues and, you know, pay to get in. And <laughs> by the end of it, I'm walking in the door, VIP guest list, whatever. <laughs> Like you owned the place, right? Exactly. Whereas before, yeah. shy, timid Rachel, now like, excuse me, I'm coming through. <laughs> is that part of what you're trying to do for your clients is to restore that level of self-confidence? Oh, totally. Totally. Okay. It's like, what's your version of living? Like everybody's version is different. I want to help them draw out their truth. Okay. Not their conditioned beliefs or enforcements, you know? So definitely trying to find out what holds them back. Exactly. To unleash that. Interesting. Was there something holding you back? Was there something that caused you to be shy? Just my upbringing, you know, being in an environment which was suppressed and repressed and no one talked. and Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it was like very painful to be in that kind of environment when I just want to like <laughs> be a wild one. <laughs> So you you felt a pull. You knew that you wanted to be doing something different. Exactly, exactly. And I knew okay. I just my gut knew that travel would be the thing that supported me to do that, and it was amazing. Yeah, amazing, amazing. When you're with your family today, are they more talkative because you've helped them see that that's powerful, or are they still? Is it still quiet? It's still hard for you to be around them. I'd rather not answer that. To be honest, I just. That's great. Yeah, don't answer it. That's fine. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's interesting. I know a lot of kids grew up in homes, and, and I have I have three children. They're all very different. Sure. And I know that they probably in 10 years will be in a podcast talking about me. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> or maybe not. Or maybe they're saying I'd rather not talk about it. But I know that travel has opened up their worlds tremendously. Oh. All three love to travel. Yeah. I know when I've met young children on the road, you know, like 10 years old, 15 years old, and they're just so switched on. Like if you compare them to kids that go to conventional quote unquote school systems, they're worlds apart. Like they can help hold a conversation with an adult. They're like highly switched on, highly intuitive, highly aware of life and its capabilities capabilities and its opportunities where you know you see someone a child in a school they're just like a zombie almost right right when i speak to leaders what would be the one thing you'd want me to tell them if i could sense they were lost what would be the one thing i could say to them to make them call rachel effort (laughs) it's like just uh it's funny I'm, i'm feeling this quirky cheeky kind of side of me come out that just wants to play okay it's just like let's go let's play you know when you're stuck in that vibe you just need to move like have fun be cheeky bring out that little inner child again you know it's like they're disconnected from it feels like they're kind of stuck in that cog of the business and hustling. And it's just like, no, 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 no. The flow is where it's at. Well, I appreciate you sharing why you went on your journey to travel, right? Why, why you went on your 10-year walkabout, we'll call it. And I appreciate you pushing back when I asked a question, right? I mean, I, you know, sometimes I expect people to say that I don't want to go there, but it's really helpful for your clients to understand that 
you kind of experienced this journey yourself, right? You went through this whole journey and you, you come at this from a, a tremendous amount of perspective and self-knowledge that you were a whole different person when you returned. And, oh, and you said every person's journey is different. Some, some people might be looking for more family time. Some people might feel like they're in the wrong job. Mm-hmm. Some people might be in the wrong relationship. Mm-hmm. And helping them find the right place must be incredibly gratifying. Oh, it brings me so much joy. Like you have no idea. It just, I feel like a mama hen, (laughs) you know? Very good. Very good. Well, I asked the question because I do, I do talk with leaders, both in my peer group and other places who I know are struggling and they don't have the right person to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think they need someone a little more creative. They need someone who's going to think out of the box and think differently. And I think that's what you do. Oh, completely. There is no box. (laughs) We burn the box. (laughs) Very good. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. And I'm glad I learned a little bit more about what you did and why you do it. Thanks for having me. It was uh, lots of fun. Joyful. Thank you so much. Thanks for checking out Eating Crow. Like and subscribe so you never miss a video. 